0: Hello and welcome to Have You Got Your Shit Together with me, Caitlin O'Rion, the podcast that celebrates not having your shit together. On today's episode, I am so thrilled to say that we have the wonderful Andrew Gower. He is an actor and musician hailing from Liverpool. For over the past decade, he's appeared in hit TV shows like Black Mirror, Carnival Row, Outlander and many more. Alongside his acting work, he is also the frontman and lyricist for the band Gustafsson. In 2022, the band recorded their debut EP, The Jacaranda, which was produced by Elbow's Craig Potter. They've since released two live singles, Northern Baby and Champagne Socialist, and they've gone on to perform at some of their favourite UK venues, including The Cavern, The Lexington and The Liverpool Empire Theatre. Their final gig of the year will be at the 100 Club London on Wednesday the 8th of November, which I believe is today. And what is also today is Andrew's birthday, so if you like the episode, give him a little happy birthday message. If you're in London and you've got the time tonight, go check them out because the band are amazing, and their debut album is just around the corner. I'm going to stop talking now. Here's Andy. Let's do a little soft intro. That's um, what Louis Theroux does on his. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a soft intro? Starring <laughs> you know, got, Andrew You've got a
0: follow, um, yeah, you have to follow him.
1: Yeah, you um, follow yeah. Hey, Andy. Hello, Caitlin.
0: <laughs> Welcome to my house mm-hmm. in Walthamstow.
1: Just down the road, Just from me. down the
0: road? Yeah, we're yeah. neighbors we E17, are indeed.
1: stay another day.
0: Yeah, literally. Um, what What I like about Walthamstow, I'll tell you as soon as you've asked, is that <laughs> <laughs> it feels, I think it feels kind of like Northern England in London. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. Yes. Because you've got access to like greenery. You have. And stuff
1: like that. And do you, know what I, do you know what I like about the buildings? Like, there's beautiful architecture in, in Walthamstow, but sorry to Stella Cressy, who's our, who's our local MP, but <laughs> the buildings are still a bit dirty.
0: Yes. And I
1: do love a dirty it's, building. It's
0: got a bit of grit <laughs> a left
1: A little bit of it. a gritty building. It's like yeah.
0: Milltown.
1: It's Milltown. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, you've got the wetlands, but then at the same time you've got an old boozer that hasn't been... <gasps> That not gentrified been, not after, gentrified. like the one
0: on my road is like Old Man Hub, yes, singing
1: karaoke on a Saturday. That like, one is fantastic. I singing to for themselves. One. Yeah, that is brilliant. That's a brilliant one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's the Yode Yode Crown. Have you been to that one? The Yode. No. That's, that's a nice Where's one. that? That's on Ho Street.
0: Um, oh, Oh no, I have been there. Yeah, it's
1: massive and it's got, like, theatre above it and all that have stuff. Have you
0: been to um, the Walthamstow Trades Hall karaoke? No. Oh, my God. It's not. the it's the best fucking karaoke I've been to. Really? Ever. Yeah, so it's at the Working Men's Club every other Friday honestly you oh, have in the, to come. The petrol station. although you shouldn't come because like karaoke Car- you have Car- to like, sing bad and well, kind i of think if you sing yeah. well then you just ruin it for everyone
1: yeah well i mean i'll do my i do my sinatra that's, that's okay that, yeah that, you that, have to that, choose a shit song hold, hold back or a rap back. yeah a that's rap, the deal
0: rap. <laughs> 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 you have to be cringy somehow um it's not gentrified so you've kind of got like beautiful like the queer community of walthamstow yeah. plus like men who've like grown up and will die here That's but like so... they go to like sing and like the guy he does like the what is it he puts the songs on but oh, he yeah. sits with like a karaoke tambourine karaoke king yeah he sits with a tambourine and like plays along and harmonises with people my it's God. phenomenal
1: I, my, it's so much joy you know, my dad is like the biggest actually my dad and my mum with their respective partners are so into karaoke karaoke it's is a like, cult it is a cult isn't yeah. it and like even we've been on holidays in France Spain with family and we have been at places that shouldn't have karaoke, but my dad has somehow managed <laughs> to, find, to manipulate to
0: make it happen a
1: French restaurant owner wow. to allow him to sing my way. And I tell you something: the French, the French people, <laughs> did not like oh in Gabion did not like my dad's take Remedition. of my way. No, you can't.
0: You can't please everyone on the karaoke. No, you can't. That's what I've learned.
1: No. And the French. <laughs>
0: yeah, what would your karaoke song be then? A bit of Sinatra.
1: Summer wind. What's that? Summer wind. Frank Sinatra. <laughs>
0: It's a type of boy. Sorry, grandad. My grandad like, fucking loves yeah, Frank yeah, yeah,
1: Sinatra. Uh, so, "Summer Wind," okay. "Summer Wind" by Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Classic, because you, there's no belting.
0: Oh, it's okay. Sp- it's
1: more spoken. Oh. And you get you get to, like there's nothing worse than a show off on karaoke. No, literally there? not. There isn't. So no. karaoke is not for show offs. Yeah. So you hold back, and then you have a little key change again, oh, tiny,
0: like, like the Westlife
1: stand up on the stool. <laughs> No one can harmonise. <laughs> no karaoke king can harmonise with you. So that would be mine. Wow. Summer Wind by Frank Sinatra.
0: Okay. Yeah, heard it here first. I'll send it. Yeah, heard yeah,
1: it please. here first. I'll send it you later. Send you wow. later.
0: Have you been to the um, Anchor and Hope as well no. on the canal? Oh my god! So you have not. So it's Rome. an Irish pub. And every Wednesday they do like trad Irish music and people bring their instruments.
1: You should have your own little trip advisor. I know, literally. This is sponsored
0: (laughs) by... Time out, Wolfenstow. Hello, Stella (laughs) Cressy. Me me trying to get that funding for this podcast. Hello, Cressy. Anyway, um, hi. Hello,
1: hello. So,
0: on a scale of shit to together... Sorry, we've gone straight in. You're welcome, please, please. Um, On a scale of shit to together, Mm. how are you feeling today?
1: So, I mean, I was debating last night whether it was going to be a six or seven, always a wow. six or seven, but I'm going to go for a seven today. Seven?
0: seven. Okay. Seven. What, what made it up one point? <sighs>
1: the sunshine. I always yes. feel better when the sun shines. Yeah. Um, I always feel better when there's a slight purpose to the day. Mm-hmm. You are my purpose for the day. Thank you. <laughs> you are you. welcome. This um. is my purpose for the day. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was a seven. Mm-mm. And I, I, and and I always like the number six or seven as well. Mm. It was like my football number growing up six Ooh. and then it switched to seven. Like Beckham. Like Beckham, yeah. yeah. But no nowhere near <laughs> Beckham. Has more Hambeck.
0: What, did you play Beckham. football then? Yeah, I played
1: football. Are you one of those actors who were like, I would have been a footballer if I had no. So I'm, <laughs> I'm so I'm the opposite. I'm the delusional footballer <laughs> who 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 literally thought he was good enough, but was never good oh, enough. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I played with some fantastic people who went on to yeah. be professional, but I was never scouted and just got to a really like gangly adolescent <laughs> age where I had a shower one day wow. and my mum used to make like like you know curry after um a, either like a football game on a mm. saturday or we'd have a roast on a sunday and i think it was the curry night on a saturday and i remembered my, it was the house smelled amazing and i got out of the shower and i just like puffed my cheeks out to my mum and said i'm not good enough and she just like she just shook her head as in um, like accepting that you were yeah just like, and then and then it was literally like i was i was 17 <laughs> which for you know clubs are taking people younger and younger oh. now but um so I just yeah I was delusional oh, no. and my mum knew that. But the nice thing is, is as soon as that happened, like I stopped playing completely, wow. and then just went to play with my mates. Like and I played That's it cute. like you just played it for the passion. Yeah, I played it for I played for like my town and my county, yeah. which is quite high level and with some great people. But as soon as I knew I wasn't gonna like, Can do I take it, the
0: pressure off it. Yeah, and do it pressure. for the joy of it exactly.
1: again. Which within you know. I always forever which I won't do on this on on this podcast but I'm always drawing comparisons between football and acting because oh. um, many of me and my notes like compare players to this actors. Is podcast, this is a football podcast. Have you got your ball together? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming home. Uh, yeah, so that so that um that that was like yeah. I think that was a really um that was a really like nice cruel time in my life mm. realising that but wow. actually then it then like propelled, you. propelled me to find something else that matched the passion of football wow yeah god which is weird which is weird, which yeah, is weird. Yeah. But, but i was definitely deluded like 100% deluded
0: wow yeah. yeah so what what town and county did you play for
1: Ooh. where are you from <laughs> so i'm from i was born in liverpool uh-huh. and then. Um, when my mum and dad parted ways, mm-hmm. we moved to Warrington.
0: Warrington. For old
1: Pete Postlethwaite's Warrington town.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, so I played for Warrington uh-huh. and then I played a little bit for Cheshire. Oh. Which, you know, so I did all that. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was like one of those people on um, on the pitch. I was just like the hard worker. <laughs> I was like, I, I've never seen <laughs> Dedicated. You know, you know, like ants, the movie. <laughs> I was like, I was like the worker ant. And then there was all the like flying wow. ants and wow. all the, yeah. So which you know, if if I if I ever had... So you
0: had less pizzazz than pizzazz. the other I had a, yeah. yeah,
1: the other ants had wings. Some <laughs> were queens and kings. I was a worker I You were a steady parent. I was a feet. Yeah. <laughs> And um yeah, and I think I think that um that that was uh what was my point? Yeah, that was my, my kind of moment where I realised basically I, you know, I was just a little mere worker ant, and and probably hadn't. But if I was to ever encourage anybody to do a sport now, if I ever have offspring um, of my own, my own little ants, I would definitely encourage them to express themselves within sport as well. Because, and I think I'm glad to see a change in sport. It's changed massively. Like it's not about winning all the time, you know. And I think you know that's also a good metaphor for life within being, you know, yeah. a footballer or I am also an Everton fan and they teach me how to deal with rejection on a <laughs> daily basis. So, yeah. 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 So I think it's a nice thing to, like, the, the best players are the players who express themselves just like acting, yeah. the, the actors who take risks. And
0: For sure. In every
1: art, The, yeah. the you know, the, the guitarist who, who has no fear and plays yeah. plays freely like he's still playing in his bedroom or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then you went to acting.
1: Then I went to acting.
0: And then you went to music. Or were they always kind of in conjunction with each other?
1: So, yeah, that's a, that's an interest. That's, again, a, a um That's not a word, but kerfuddled <laughs> journey, I'm going to use it. Um, yeah, I, I was in bands growing then, up. So after I like, kind of always sang in my bedroom and then and then met a, um, a guy who I joined a band with, mm-hmm. this a school band... Went on to do some things, taught, we you know, we did the cavern as kids. Did you? Yeah, yeah. So That's before so cool. before recently, yeah, obviously yeah. I've done it, done it of late with Gustafson, but um, but yeah, we did we we gigged all the Northwest. Um and then I went to drama school mm-hmm. after same So one as me. same one as you, yeah. OSD and yeah. Outlander, yeah. the two O's. <laughs> um and um yeah, after after um joining drama school, mm-hmm. George Peck, our yes. lovely principal, wasn't too keen on me, like, touring and, oh, and so yeah. playing music. You were still doing
0: it up until that point? Yeah, wow. still doing it up
1: until that point. And then, obviously, being in Oxford and not having much yeah. money and travel, and Oxford, as you know, to get back to the North, it's always changes, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. it? So I was a bit like, right, you know, let's take the acting seriously, let's listen to my principal and not mm-hmm. be going away at weekends to yeah. gig. So I let a few people down, and and then that band fizzled. You were the Robbie Williams. I was, left. The, I was a Robbie Williams <laughs> without without the angels. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was more of a demon to those guys for, for a while, actually, those that band. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, but I'm still, you know, still most to them mm-hmm. now. Um, one of you one of them's forgiven you. One, one of them. Back in the band. Yeah, one of them's <laughs> back in the band. Yeah, exactly.
0: Judas, and, to be
1: Judas. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I hope they don't listen to this. Yeah. All those uh, all those number one hits we could have had. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it wasn't until, I mean, COVID. Yeah. And the film that I was talking to mm. you about before, Running Naked, when I met the Elbow Guys, that yeah. I started doing the music again. Wow. And that, again, was, you know, after what, over a decade of acting in the industry, mm-hmm. during COVID, it was like, right, you know, I want to leave... Some or have some agency within the industry. I went to a few gigs just before COVID that I was like, do you know what, I think I could potentially, if I got my own band, Mm. the dream of having my own band again, Mm. I could potentially support people or offer some... Just some stories of mine from the past because I've always written. Yeah. Um, for the last, you know, for when I was at drama school, all the way through from when I was sixteen, I've always. Yeah, did like,
0: you continue write, write yeah, music? writing? Yeah, continued writing
1: music. Um, do you so play I just, instruments? I play. I, I can finger pick on right. stuff, but n- no confidence to do it on oh, a stage. Mm-hmm. That's that's building. You're a front that's, man. That's, I'm a frontman. <laughs> I'm just a frontman. I'm the man at the front. Um, yeah. So so that was like yeah, it's like mm-hmm. an interesting journey like. Being in bands growing up at six, 15, sixteen, yeah. stopping, dedicating everything to acting, and then getting to in and around COVID, where it was like, do you know what? Like, I feel like I have something to say, and whether yeah. that would be expressed in in a script or whatever, actually having some own agency yeah. over a band and and what we put out there and yeah. the stories I get to tell, similar to you with yeah. you know with your spoken word, is like it's just having something to say
0: yeah.
1: um, and how I wanted to say it. And I think the purest form I could think of was music. Wow. Um, yeah. And it's I, so cool. Yeah, it really cool. And it's really, like, really cool. it's like taking off. It's, yeah, It's um, it's been, I mean, the maddest thing is since we released the first EP mm. with uh, the Elbow Guys in August last year, we've managed to cram so much yeah. into like a year. Yeah. Um, But I think that's, you know the best things sometimes happen when you don't make any plans Literally, at
0: all. You know? yeah. And there's, like, an ease to it sometimes, when it exactly. just, like... It's like no expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Sometimes, you know... It's like my, my uncle Frankie, God rest him, who, you know, never married, um, devoted himself to... to, to Catholicism and Everton, Mm. Um, but he always, he was full of wisdom. And the Mm. wisdom he used to tell me was like, sometimes the, you know, the parties that you don't want to go to are the parties you should go to. And I think that expectation sometimes when you like build up, whether it's what Christmas or a birthday or a big event, actually Mm. the most significant things are the things that you sometimes don't build up. And I definitely didn't build up the music. I just did it.
0: But I guess it kind of goes back to the thing that you were saying about football in terms mm. of like, if actually just doing it because you enjoy it yeah. and having no expectations, that might be the reason that it takes off. Completely, you
1: know? and and some like, that whole mentality I say to you like playing yeah. football or music like you're still in the rehearsal room yeah. or just in your mate's yeah. garage or playing, like, you're playing with your best mates at school mm. around the back of the bike sheds or whatever. Like, yeah. that is sometimes the mentality. We forget, we we all get to a point as, like, adults where we think we need to stop playing because that's what adults yeah, yeah. Adults don't play. But yeah. actually, the, yeah, I think we need to find a bit of that magic yeah. and, and hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah
0: okay so on that then okay what does having your shit together mean to you
1: see this this is a really great question uh i've looked forward to answering <laughs> this <laughs> so i i'm obsessed actually with the term like bullshitting mm. like like i feel like in life as adults touching on the plaything, we mm. we just learn to get better
0: at bullshitting. at
1: bullshitting okay like i always think of the bankers in canary wharf mm. with their briefcases which have nothing in but just a tissue pack of tissues for when they cry because ultimately like
0: is that i think
1: no 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 I, okay. that's just, <laughs> what I, imagine. I just imagine because ultimately right. that briefcase is just not, it. not is, money it's just a, a prop right yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a prop to yeah. bullshit with as yeah. is the tie it's a costume yeah, yeah because you know they start that that job at what 22 23 out of uni mm-hmm. and they must be shit scared oh, because you're going into a you know a JP Morgan, pretending. whatever, pretending yeah. to know what you... You don't want to get... Yeah. Nobody wants to get found oh. out. So I think, in a sense, like, getting your shit together is probably just getting better at bullshitting and learning that sort of line between bullshitting and actually discovering what it is that you can bring. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be that for me, the, the term bullshitting and having your shit together is very closely linked for me.
0: Bullshitting, to me, makes it seem like you know that you are not capable of it, though. Like, do you think part of it is knowing that you don't know everything yet, but, like, accepting that... If you're given the opportunity, that's when you'd be able to learn and yeah. like, meet it, U- meet ult- the challenge, yeah. Ultimately,
1: right, first yeah. day on a set, yeah. first day in a music studio, yeah. first day in uh, Costa Coffee, mm-hmm. or first day at any job. Yeah. Imagine that, any job. That's ultimately what our life is and that's what a challenge is. When something you face that you don't know, yeah. there's an element of you having to get by uh-huh. and, and, and learning to bridge that gap mm-hmm. and getting better at being like, I don't know what that is. And embracing the fact that you need to ask questions or you yeah. need to learn again. Mm. But ultimately, in life, I think a lot of people are scared of that midpoint mm. or that the vulnerability of that. But actually, if you just understand that in life, everybody is in some way bullshit, right? <laughs> yeah, we are yeah, yeah. where we are,
0: yeah.
1: to get by. Yeah. to And, and actually... That's not to say to bullshit people, right? Because I think that's a horrible, horrible phrase. But it's that element of play that if you hold on to the element of play that everybody is almost holding a prop and everybody is almost, like, trying not to be found out, then it can help you in those moments. Because naturally in life, have you got your shit together, there's always going to be good and bad things that happen to us and there's always going to be challenges. But embracing that as a whole package and holding on to the fact that basically, yeah, everybody is learning to bullshit better um, um, that
0: reminds me of him um, do you know julia cameron no. she like wrote the artist's way oh do you know the artist's way no i don't oh so it's like this it's like this 12 week course it's a book um and it's basically to help people rediscover their artists like loads of people got into it during lockdown and stuff like that but she, it's like she writes really amazing things um but one of the things that she says is that like being successful as an artist isn't like it's like 70 percent talent but like Thirty
1: percent audacity. Yes, and it's like completely. having the audacity, audacity to
0: like walk yep. into the room and bullshit basically.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it and it is it's like, yeah. My history, I, my history teacher said to me when I got into drama school. He said, Andrew, um, I hope you uh, good luck at drama school. I hope you succeed. But then again, who is seed? And he was playing with the word of succeed, like he was playing. But, and and what I took from it, because he's very wise man, succeed. <laughs> I was a bit like succeed. That's a bit. That's a bit. I hope you succeed. Yeah. <laughs> I I hope, you seed. Suck. I hope you seed. Hope you seed. But but it was playing with the idea that actually success is something that we probably. This is what I took from it. Uh-huh. That we put that on other people as opposed to you don't walk back in your house and go, Hey, darling. Or, yeah. Or, hey guys, I'm yeah. I'm am I'm, I'm, I'm a success today. It's yeah. the it's the We we do feel failure much more, but I think sex, success is something that we often put on other people right that's
0: interesting yeah
1: and and it's much we are as an innate species much more um much more accustomed to learn from our mistakes than mm. our than our um successes yeah so i think so i think yeah you're totally right that that kind of attitude mm. to walk into a room and go look i'm going to i'm going to survive and get through this mm-hmm. and that element that 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 it's such a magical energy like to be like sugar i'm i'm being tested yeah. as, a, as a human here like, i've got to get through yeah. this and people can you know you have those things of, like people feigning illnesses and yeah. and trying to get out of big events and feeling yeah. sick before they're on stage or yeah. or have an anxiety before that but actually that that moment when you go as a human no i'm gonna do it i'm gonna meet it it's like yeah. you know still now it like, gives me goosebumps yeah. you know waiting in the wings or whatever it is yeah yeah, yeah. um
0: i guess because you really have to give in to the idea that like especially when you're doing a gig or something like you actually don't know it's all on you yeah and you don't know which way it's going to go completely
1: like and there, there
0: is is in... like terrifying
1: yeah there's and, and it's everything subjective especially yeah. within the art so there's there's such a mm. a, a fine line for failure and yeah. a fine line of success
0: yeah
1: um and that and yeah have you got i think have I got my shit together? What does it mean? I think it's that that embracing of success, yeah. failure, the, the, the sort of sort of dealing with that challenge and how we deal with it mm-hmm. is is probably is probably what I'd pin the, pin the dart on. Yeah. that would be my bullseye yeah. answer.:
0: I love that. Yeah. Okay. Before the podcast, yes, I asked you to think of an object that makes you feel like you've got your shit together. <laughs>
1: My object would be my wardrobe. Your
0: wardrobe? Yeah. Okay.
1: My wardrobe.
0: As in, like, the clothes in your wardrobe or the actual, like, wooden...
1: <laughs> the actual physical... Okay. Well, it's a built-in wardrobe, okay, right? Okay, nice. It's a built-in wardrobe. That's very grown-up. Very See? Yeah. And this is the thing, is, like, I spent so long, um, as a, we talked about it briefly before we started rolling, like, I spent so long without a wardrobe, mm-hmm. and I... Just like a rail. Well, no, oh. uh, just Close with cases on the under people's, like, you know, <laughs> oh, moving from yeah. house yeah. to house. And yeah. I, I never really unpacked my stuff. I'd have stuff spread at my great-uncles in Brighton or yeah. my mum's or bits mm-hmm. in my dad's loft, mm. friends' houses, separate suitcases. Yeah. I'd never really unpack. But the beauty, when we got this place, moving in, I actually probably spent, I kid you not, like a few minutes just, of each day Just opening and closing uh, the wardrobe no. Of everything being in that one wow. place So that uh, also yeah. sort of Includes like um, Cupboards <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in that, you wow. know, like cupboards in kitchen Like I've actually got, oh I don't need to go <laughs> oh last minute to the shop yeah. And get a can of beans yeah. um, Because There's beans bought in bulk like, Beans like being bought? Beans being bought in bulk <laughs> <The> Three beans <laughs> <laughs> that might be four beats um with the Beatles um but yeah that that whole like feeling of just
0: like grounded
1: grounded yeah. stuff yeah
0: something tethering you yeah,
1: tethering, to... tethering and yeah there's that's just the thing that really jumped out to me was the significance for me I think after so long of being quite a nomad yeah um and, and enjoying that because I there's such a liberation within that and there's elements of that moving about that I want to explore but maybe keep the stuff in the wardrobe but yeah just having that kind of the opening and closing of that it just that's what jumped to my mind of yeah. organization I don't know maybe organization or maybe something settled and something pinned down yeah. um for a while you know
0: yeah
1: I just didn't have that
0: is that because of, like, work mainly? Do you think, like, the coming and going, the transientness
1: of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's work. I think it's, you know, I think both my mum and dad would say, you know, when they separated, yeah. both they both have their respective partners and myself and my brothers. We had a home for a while as uh, we, my mum was in and then she moved with her husband, but we haven't all really had a base, right? That's, I don't, yeah. like, as much as I love visiting both my parents, like, there's not a family base that yeah. we, we've called home. And both my brothers would say that. And, so and I think we become fiercely independent because yeah, of that yeah. which is such a blessing from my parents that yeah. they've given us, you know, backhandedly that sort of opportunity yeah. to go and like because some families that live around the corner from each yeah. other others always have that home to fall back on but we have our parents to fall back on and them as people but we didn't have that physical yeah. home so home for me was the the word was quite interesting home um and i think obviously as you understand moving from the north to yeah. london um, I never imagined that symbolic. So I guess the I guess the wardrobe for me is home, right? Yeah. Um, and and climb, on in a, in yeah, yeah, climb on in there. Climb on in there. I'll be happy. Put me, hang, put me on a hanger. Put me on a hanger. I'm done. Put me on a hanger. <laughs> i <I'm done>. Stick <laughs> a fork in me. <laughs> Let me see the wardrobe in every house, in every hotel. Let me just see the wardrobe. Um, so yeah. So I think I think that's I think that's uh, um. That's probably where it comes from. Wow. And I think probably my brothers would, you know, if they were sat on the sofas next to us now, they'd probably say exactly the same thing. I Completely. think it's, yeah, um, you know, we're lucky, lucky in life to have had a home, any mm, of us, especially mm. right now, you know, like the prices of everything, yeah. but to basically, yeah, to have, um, to rediscover that feeling, I think, yeah. or to find my own yeah. and build a foundation definitely. is definitely yeah, wonderful.
0: But I think also from like having that as like a child but then like when you move to London and renting oh, like yes. it's so impossible to see yourself anywhere for longer than a year really Completely. and like you you just kind of have to accept that you don't really know what the next year is going to look like and Completely. you're fortunate if they don't put the rent up and you get to stay where you are and even here now like so much of the furniture isn't mine and stuff like that and because yeah.
1: yeah. you're
0: a, renting and it's you're like, renting. Yeah. it's, a,
1: it's a, and it's a
0: being able to put your own personality on a place must be really grounded choosing yeah. your choosing your own wardrobe <laughs> Go inside here, test in the dumps.
1: Just leave me in the wardrobe aisle. <laughs> you what you're saying is... What you saying is <laughs> <are you> <laughs> only one wardrobe aisle. There should be multiple wardrobe aisles.
0: Not a wardrobe. A wardrobe for every room, Forget please. the bed
1: aisle. <laughs> Take me to the wardrobe aisle. <laughs> uh, the lion, the witch, and Andrew Gower in The wardrobe. <laughs>
0: A time in your life where you felt like you really had your shit together?
1: Uh, me organising and, and sort of manifesting the EP in the studio with the Elbow mm. Guys of late yeah. was because it kind of, although they facilitated like the creativity, the whole thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: choir, people we collaborated with, um, even the guys' lunches, everything sort yeah. of fell on me. yeah. And I'd watched producers from shows or from films or or Mm theatres that I'd worked with and I'd sort of felt like I'd seen good stuff and bad stuff and I tried to maybe bring that into, like, that that month we spent with them in in Manchester. Uh i booked like, you know, my own hotels, which obviously, you know, I do (laughs) want to go and hold it, but, like, and hotels of other people and, and would walk in Manchester and feel like, you know, I'd made that happen that's and I'd amazing. managed to actualise something that was probably a manifestation. You know, still to this day, I think I've spoken to you before many of our gigs where I've just said that was probably, you know, creatively one of the best months of my that's entire amazing. life. Um, and I think, yeah, that that's not many times in life that I've sort of patted myself on the back, but mm. I sort of was like, you know, well done for yeah. doing that.
0: That um, must have felt kind of what you were saying before, but... To have gone into that at the beginning, bullshitting
1: your way. <laughs> Completely. Into it. Like, there we I go. Haven't have
0: no idea. Yeah. Like, haven't had no experience no. that before. Like,
1: It was a totally different art just form. Yeah. To. <laughs> yeah. Again, I was like, oh, what do you think about the tempo of this, <laughs> of this, or the, or the or the feel of this room? Yeah. You know, what what what's the acoustics like <laughs> in this room? <laughs> <Yeah>. I was, <laughs> <laughs> it was the famous room click clap.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. I'll take it.
1: But, it, <laughs> it, but it was, it's in a sense, it was. It was that point where I just turned around and wow. did that thing where I went... You know when you're in a conversation and mm. somebody goes, have you heard of Nietzsche's, you know, sixth edition of mm-hmm. something? And you're amongst people and everybody's like, mm, oh yeah. And so you go <laughs> along and say, oh, course, yeah, the Nietzsche, yeah, yeah, of course. No, I've read his fifth edition, but I actually just turned around and went, do you know what, yeah. like, help. what help, yeah. What what would you do?
0: Yeah.
1: I was lucky I had people around that helped me find the level of uh, bullshit, but basically... Yeah. um yeah asking questions being open to like collaboration but it is yeah it's a you probably know the same thing like acting going into the spoken word scene and and you're learning things and you're yeah. learning like you know how to carve out a path of making art in a different medium mm-hmm. but hopefully drawing from what we've learned yeah. in in acting um, I've
0: almost found it easier yeah. in spoken word or like even with the podcast for example to ask for help because I'm so aware and comfortable in the fact that I'm like just starting out mm-hmm. and I kind of give myself grace with it mm-hmm. whereas I think I don't do that so much with acting because I'm like I should know what I'm doing I should this yeah. is this and, this. and it, it can almost like get me into a place of anxiety because I'm like judging myself for not being where I feel like I Concrete. ought to be whereas like with spoken word I'm so fine to like yeah just
1: That's so good give myself so grace well with it Yeah. so well put I think that's true, isn't it? It's like the fact we trained in mm. acting and sort of to our families, our friends, our yeah. peers, we we are seen as actor. I mean, a yeah. lot of people have struggled with just the basic fact of they go, oh, "What are you now? Are you an actor or a musician?" I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. like, what what is that?" I can't guard you know, like, <laughs> What am I an astronaut if you, if you put me on the moon? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm a different person in every yeah. different scenario. We're in a world where I think identity, which has come from, I think, the whole selfie generation sort of Instagram post thing, whatever, social media, has really shone a light on, like, who am I? But actually, really, I think we need to more worry about is how do we fit into different scenarios, Mm. right? I think that's the big... My biggest fear in life is, like, not understanding how to be in a certain situation. Mm. And I'd rather focus my attention on, like, how I am yes. as a musician yeah, then then yeah. am I a musician. Like I think identity is if you say you are something, then yeah. that ultimately stops you from learning and being something else, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Of course mm-hmm. I think it's important to understand where we're from and maybe what we want to be, but if I could sum myself up in a, in a single phrase, yeah. then I'd like probably think that will do me down a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, for the, yeah,
0: simplifier. yeah. Simplify it Yeah,
1: simplify Because we don't exist in words, we exist in actions, yeah. right? As my nan used to say, like, don't tell me you love me, show me you yeah. love me, do it. I yeah, do yeah. the stuff, right? Yeah. So I think um, as a, you know, a multi-stranded person yeah. and maybe performer, yeah. it's like, it's like that thing of... Um, just doing it and then seeing what comes yeah. from it. Yeah. But I
0: think it all feeds into each other, actually.
1: Completely. Like, yeah.
0: You know, you performing on stage in a band and, like, the act of writing and the act of, like, creating something with people who you love and getting to share that with a room of people mm. will directly feed into the way that you act and the confidence Completely. that you have going into certain situations and having something else to talk about as well. Completely. Like, it is. Fucking it's fucking hard. So, yeah. Like, yeah, it's so, so, so boring talking about yourself.
1: <laughs> it's so... And then... And, 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 in a sense like as you said with acting there it's like um yeah that there is a there is an element of of a a points because you've trained in it and because it's a it's a profession it's become a job and within that there's there's an element of people yeah keeping up appearances and Mm. and um and it and the the job side of it and the professional development side of it and the Mm. The whole agent stuff yeah. can can kind of take away from the artistic form. Yeah. Um, sometimes, not all the time. I yeah. you know I, I I'd be lying if I said of late that a lot of jobs comes down to sometimes you know the promotion side of it mm-hmm. and that and and the actual actual beauty of being in front of camera and playing with yeah. other actors and being in a theatre and playing um, the percentage has maybe weakened yeah. of like of of actually getting to do that yeah, yeah, yeah um so I think maybe starting at the beginning of something else yeah alongside acting yeah as you say you you can rediscover the joy for acting by of
0: creating yeah exactly yeah. and I think it takes the intensity off of acting yeah like for me anyway it makes the the need and the want of like work in acting which you have so little control over it it gives you a lot more of a lightness with it i think because yeah. it doesn't cost as much like yeah. because you, you, you know that you're getting that fulfillment yeah. of being an artist in whatever form elsewhere and you're having yeah. access to your creativity somewhere else without it being
1: gatekept completely yeah Com- and you see you see uh, i mean you see when something matters so, like so much to mm. somebody it's I. Like, i always say like um like the best uh, the best musicians or the best, um, say footballers again, is when, is when you're almost looking down on something. Imagine like you're looking down on a maze, right? Mm. And you can see the maze for what it is and you can yeah. see the way out, but then you can see like yeah. the journey as well. Wow. Whereas actually if you're in the maze, you're sort of in it. And sometimes that can work as a yeah. performer, but sometimes being in it, like too in it as an yeah. actor and not seeing it for what it is yeah. and not seeing why you maybe got into it, yeah. Too, you, you 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 can't you can't play with, you can't really play in that yeah. position because yeah. you're too in it yeah
0: well, and the oh, best time fair. and
1: the best times as an actor the best performances yeah. i've ever you know i've ever done is is that playing that mm. that like being able to like go to an art gallery or or on a walk somewhere and you just literally stumble across, like you have that like light bulb moment, you stumble across something for the character or for the wow. for the project and yeah. you're like, bang. But if you're too in it, yeah, 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 you know, I've had many, many job where it's mattered so much that actually I can't see the wood from the trees Yeah, and and that inspiration that you can get. And that's what advice I try and give to, if I ever see a mate who's mm. booked a job and they're proper in it, like proper in it. I always try and nudge that bit yeah. of advice, but yeah, like I think it's um, yeah, it's a, it's hard to do when you when you're, when in, you're it. in it. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> you don't to do. know you're in it when you're no, in you it. Don't when you don't know. You don't. You don't. When you when you're walking on your hands for <laughs> your role, and everybody's like, "Why are you why are you drinking coffee with your feet?" Oh, my <laughs> character, would... oh, that is okay. that's when you're, you're in it. when you're in it. That's when you're in it. Yeah. But those um those moments, I think, are, are like. Yeah, Mm. that's a good thing for your head to play with. And I think maybe having that distraction often helps with you or another passion helps with you to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So when you left drama school, because you've done, like, TV, film and (laughs) theatre.
1: Theatre. Theatre. (laughs) Theatre. Yeah.
0: What like, how do you find the difference of them? Which Mm. do you enjoy the most? What do you enjoy for different reasons?
1: That's a very good, yeah, that's a very good question. Um...
0: Because well, I try to describe... People who don't, like, um, necessarily have an understanding of acting... Yeah. I'm, like, I say that TV and film is kind of like being in a studio if you're in a band. Yeah. Like, so it's, like, that's great. Very, so well brought, it's so well-pawed. It's great. And you, like, get to... You know, if you get something wrong, you get to go again. And it's, like, really creative, etc. But doing theatre is like doing the gig. And it's having the, like, moment, like core memory moment with like an audience that is never gonna happen again. Yes. And it's like
1: tangible and it's like, you yeah. know. And and I think I think most, I'd say probably most of the actors that I I really admire, mm. um that's that's the genesis of everything. They're looking for that kind of with and and, and within every take and yeah. I mean, even in TV. Like my my obsession I think really in within acting and maybe this will change. Is that theatre for, for TV?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because within that, what
0: would the, you say that that is? That, what like
1: risk taking, right. like like where it's something feels really um, in the moment. In the moment, but also so like the best theatre. The best theatre is that it's everything's thought out, right? Yeah. So it's it's been developed. It's like you know the the likes of Simon McBurnies of the world mm-hmm. who spend eight years actually manifesting something yeah. rather than putting something on. To, to match a moment yeah. and it's just momentary
0: yeah.
1: and and it doesn't really have, not that everything needs the longevity, but it, it that universal appeal you get from something being really grounded and thought out. Mm. and But then within that moment in the theatre or yeah. on the screen...
0: You can let go. You can let
1: go because yeah. it's so grounded, right? Yeah. If something's so grounded and so, like, steeped in truth and nuance, then actually it's just the best place for actors uh-huh. to play because because everybody's singing from the same hymn sheet, yeah. the same Bible. it's like a Bible for everybody to go off. And there's no there's no surprise why the best stuff, the best theatre, the best film, the best TV. There's no surprise why the likes of James Graham, Jack Thorne, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, um Abby Morgan, all these, yeah. all these theatre writers who've mm-hmm. been so successful. And and completely like on it with all of their stage plays mm-hmm. in many different you know scenarios and, and subjects in the world they've yeah. always found that truth and groundedness uh-huh. and there's no reason why they've just gone and landed in the TV film world yeah. and why most of their stuff lands and hits again
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it's rooted yeah. and I think that is that is the yeah my in answer to your question the theatre and the TV film world, what I find different is well that's a similarity, right? Mm-hmm. The best stuff is all rooted. Yeah. The difference, yeah, I think you've hit it. Hit the nail on the head. Like the studio and the and the gig but I think I think I I came out of drama school and I don't know whether you did, like, I came out of drama school only really knowing that that theatre world yeah. and wanting like
0: That's what I thought I know, was gonna do. The, yeah, the yeah.
1: obsession with Shakespeare, the obsession yeah. with language and, and with touring the nomadic lifestyle mm. the suitcase packing and then and then to f- find that it, my my route was tv and and film my fascination for that world actually maybe has not surpassed, but it's definitely matched the theatre. Yeah. Maybe even more because again it was the bullshitting. It was like, oh, I've got to learn on the job how this is and how can I get that truth on camera? Yeah. And how, how can I how can I make that truth work within the studio environment that can mm. sometimes feel artificial? Yeah. How can you how can you get that? And, and also how, with
0: like the less rehearsal time as well. The less rehearsal like,
1: yeah. time, the the And there is it re, like it still is that that um that first like day on a set or even that that first time you you go and do a big scene with people that moment that like flutter and showing yeah. the crew i i do love that because i think it's i think we all have our within within tv and film we all kind of go away to our own little rooms and our huts yeah. and our dressing rooms and whatever and we all have like our own imagination, and then we all come in for that rehearsal and show it, and then yeah. it and then it's captured in a moment on yeah, camera. Yeah. Whereas in theatre, we kind of exist build in a rehearsal together. room and build it together. Yeah. So that is both of those really fascinate yeah. me. But I I have become more fascinated with the former, the, the the TV and film, yeah. just because I didn't know it. Yeah. And sometimes stuff you don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like I know it a bit more now, but still like. Bridging that gap I'm really yeah. fascinated, like, theatre for TV, yeah. I'm really fascinated by.
0: Wow.
1: Like, I think it's, like, I like to see people who really risk-take physically on 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 screen as well, like, physically yeah. risk. And um, and with language, um, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with that. Like, yeah. yeah, I think language sometimes for TV is, like, this idea of natural... Mumbling, throwing it away, throwing it away is, is, is 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 bullshit. Yes. That is actual bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate it. Yeah, doesn't exist. Yeah, because because every moment on screen should matter. Yeah, like every moment on stage. So if if mumbling's got to be an active choice, it's got to be active. Mm-hmm. You've got to mumble for a reason, mm-hmm. but you don't mumble all the time because mm-hmm. if you mumbled every time, then that would be a terrible way to get what you want, yeah. right? So I think like this mumbling generation and throwing away is totally misconstrued yeah. within within the whole industry. Yeah. When 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 casting directors or, or agents say it's not natural, okay, well what is natural, there's right? Because there's gotta be yeah. a, there's got to be there there has got to be an element of like extraordinary people in extraordinary circumstances yeah, circumstances. Stakes are high. Stakes are high. Yeah. Otherwise don't put it on TV. it's yeah. like
0: that thing of like do less or do nothing on the screen. Well yeah. actually like you're doing for yeah. sure.
1: Like like yeah. you, but the the difference that can is, be is misunderstood
0: as can like we, don't don't yeah, don't put energy into it or don't Yeah, the prep know. is a, p- yeah.
1: preparation and, 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 and research is everything. There's a difference when you're in front of a camera to throw it away. Mm. But again there's the you know, I'm going on a bit of a rant now, but there's this <laughs> there's this there's this like obsession with identity and authenticity where actually they take away from the fact of like to, to be an authentic day-to-day, that actual person can sometimes take away the magic of actually... Um, so if you're authentically that, then sometimes you're just bringing day-to-day
0: yeah.
1: stuff that actually isn't dramatic for an audience. Yeah. Whereas actually, if you're not authentically that, again, you're looking at it from away and you yeah. want to bring the real, like, punchy drama yeah. of that Character, moment, that yeah. moment or that character yeah so I think yeah again that can kind of interfere with with um with like real dramatic performances on TV mm. that people will remember forever yeah. that are timeless yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah amazing yeah okay in opposition <laughs> to that
1: then <laughs> well that was a that was a <laughs> that was a segue that north, was a, in a, a we went down the service <laughs> station there didn't we scotch <laughs> corner
0: around the terrace houses <laughs> of the north um a time in your life where you felt like you definitely didn't have your shit together.
1: So. Um, I mean, first thing that comes out is definitely when I moved to London for the first time. Okay, which was um twenty ten,
0: twenty
1: ten. Okay, twenty ten, twenty eleven. God, wow. Yeah, and then for London now, I'm how does that feel? <laughs> I, I think I'm getting to that point, where I've lived in London yet, yeah longer than anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I am at that I point. definitely have. I'm just refusing to address it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we get our London passports.
0: Oh my god!
1: God, what is, a London, what is a London passport?
0: Um, I think, it used to be same, an oyster card. And, dinner instead of tea, but that's definitely that's already happened Australia to me. Tea? Tea? Where's it gone? R.I.P. Tea.
1: Oh, <laughs> I ask you for a cup of tea now. That's that's all I get. That's I the closest I get to it. know, time. I should have
0: given you a dinner. You should have. <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked you to specify the fact uh, that I didn't.
1: Tea. we should be at dinner on our <laughs> laps. On our laps. <laughs> um, what what would Not
0: it... not being shocked by the price of pints anymore. Just accepting that it's like over seven pounds. I mean When I first moved, I was like, what the fuck? Every time and I'm like, sure.
1: And I'm pretty sure it's like it's gone up, right? And, oh, just, yeah. and we just and and it's just this weird like casual acceptance in this in this city that it's okay yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> whereas then when mates come you know we've Horrified. got we've had all the we've yeah. had all the all the northern all the northern band coming up in in a, in a week or so mm-hmm. and i know every time they just met it's just always about like <laughs> it's, always, it's always about like just just the cost of something
0: the cost and, and you just, the yeah, pace
1: the pace the fact that
0: no one smiles no yeah. Nobody smiles. Don't look at anyone on the
1: tube. Nobody stand on the right, walk on the left. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow, <laughs> sounds, sounds like politics. Sounds, sounds like yeah. politics. <laughs> sounds um, like politics. We all get into. Yeah. Um, so my <laughs> my thing about a time when I when I didn't yeah was yeah. Was, was definitely the first yeah the first okay. time I moved to London after no, school yeah and that was probably that went on for four five. Mm.
0: <laughs> it takes a minute to feel like London is your
1: home for sure. Like was mad. Yeah. Mad and and that like, you know, I was lucky I, I came I again, came out of drama school and and I loved like I don't know whether you did, but I loved the naivety of that I got from being in the countryside in the mm-hmm. Oxford School of Drama. Mm-hmm. Like being I feel like I always had this dream when I was when I when I did at seventeen when I turned down the football days mm-hmm. of um of Living in London. Going
0: to the Big Smoke.
1: Going the Big Smoke, going mm-hmm. to drama school there when I realised that drama school existed, which mm-hmm. I didn't realise until quite late. Yeah. Um, And auditioning, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, I want to go to RADA, it's on Gower yeah. Street, you know. Yeah. But actually, Oxford School of Drama, I genuinely think, like, saved my mind.
0: Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, in a sense of just that naivety I think naivety in some form it's like,
0: fully like immersing yourself immerse- in and, thing, and your I imagination think send some people west
1: <laughs> can, can, yeah. it, it definitely takes yeah. the you know a certain type of person yeah. to survive in the middle of the countryside yeah. with only the sandwich man to speak to I know to. literally yeah yeah was um, no escape no escape yeah but I think for sort of you know, what do they, what's George Orwell say? He says, uh, ignorance is strength, right? Mm. And I think my ignorance of drama school gave me strength. And then, but that initial adaptation to London was, I just remember just it just being like, boom. Like, like it was like, it's just, yeah, quite a shock to yeah. the senses. And, like, yeah. and then leaving drama school yeah. and being like, I've just got days to fill. Like, oh my God, no like, structure. No yeah. structure. It's just me,
0: myself and I trying
1: to kick like, out. Yeah. And I like yeah. And I was you know, because of going to the Oxford, I was obsessed with working hard mm. and, and doing things. The but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it was just like that that like trying to work smart, I guess, yeah. apart from working hard, work yeah. smart. And that took four years to to do and it out. and I mean, within that there was a shift in friends and mm. people from drama school where we friends or where we or where we acquaintances whatever yeah, that is yeah. and like living in each other's pockets so all of that yeah was a big adaptation and then it, i was lucky enough mm. alongside that i guess to have some structure handed to me with so i, I did like the spotlight prize yeah. thing which i won yeah. coming out of drama school and then that led to a job and led to a job. And I think there was this sort of like big like chocolate bar, like double decker chocolate <laughs> bar of like merged years of me coming out of drama school, which mm. I guess I wasn't necessarily being true to me or but I but but that's be that's because I was really trying to work out where I fit in yeah. London and how to film on a film set and yeah. how to, how to, you know, how to exist in, in the industry, what is important, what isn't important. Mm. So, yeah, so that was a, that was a moment where I was like, yeah, I look back and I say, did definitely didn't have my shit together, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But me as Andy now, the age I am, I, I look and go, well, actually, that was a huge learning curve. Yeah. And, and those years, are, you know, I can kind of, Look back on and go. Well, actually, well done for getting yeah, through yeah, it, and, and and well done for dealing with it, and well done for bullshitting and yeah. and 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 that's what that's what your twenties are there for, right? Definitely. You know, that's what they should be there for. And your thirties, like we, with with that, like we're never, you know, not to take away the whole concept, but ultimately <laughs> having our having our shit together is 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 a very very personal thing, right? Yeah. It's a very personal thing, yeah. and 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 we can often. Put comparisons on other people and see where they're at life and stuff. Mm. But I think, yeah, to my twenty-year-old self, I'd be like, "Well done," but yeah. I definitely didn't win my shit together.
0: I think I think coming out of drama school and being plot because like Oxford was a small city,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: and. I mean, I came from Oldham and then I went to Oxford and I was like, wow, this is huge. And then I was like, <laughs> it was a nice little stepping stone to mm. London, actually, which I think I kind of needed. Yeah. But yeah, it was like a fucking shock to the system coming to London. And like, I, what I really struggled with was the anonymity of it. And like, mm. when I first moved, um, my ex, 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 ex boyfriend, yeah. um, so I was living in Torsill and he was living in like Kingsbury, which was like 70 minutes away. Wow. And I was like, if this was Manchester, we'd be breaking up because this would be a different city and this would be a long-distance relationship. Yeah. Like, this is wild that it's just accepted in London that it's Completely. so fucking big. It is. And that the people you are closest to are really far away yeah. and suddenly people aren't available because everyone's grinding to try Completely. and afford the city. Um, I found that really difficult. And yeah, yeah. the anonymity, the, like, even though it's quite villagey, like, not really knowing anyone and feeling like you could just get lost in the mass of people.
1: It's... yeah. It's... it's Oh, proper overwhelming, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, you're so true, like, pockets of London and and like just that thing when you first move to London, right? You mm. first leave drama school and you're literally just... like, I didn't know... Shut out! I, yeah, I didn't, you <laughs> are shut out. You are, literally. And I'm like, I didn't know... I mean, I didn't know agents and stuff before drama yeah. school. I didn't know all the industry stuff. Yeah. But adding to that, then not knowing, like, actually, where do you want to live in London? <laughs> what the fuck what, what I... is Palmer's Green or what is. So, because you
0: know... obviously, like, in your final term of Oxford, I think it was yeah. the same for you, you, you have move. to move to London. Yeah. And to so Pim- we did had you to... go to Pimlico? Yeah, to, yes. to do the classes. Yeah, to classes So you had two weeks, well we had two weeks to find somewhere to live And I was one of two people <laughs> two in my year Who didn't have connections to London already So there was only yeah, two of us who were looking were for somewhere me. to live So I was like, well I've been to London once in my life Like, I'll, I'll use that as a reference Two weeks <laughs> to find somewhere to live I was like, okay, well I know Oxford Circus I look at Oxford Circus, like, for somewhere to live and I was like, why is it so expensive? That's like, annoying. I didn't know anywhere else know. and no one had fucking told me so I was trying to find a fucking flat in Oxford Circus and I was like, why is it like £4,000 4, a month? You
1: just went through the Monopoly board.
0: <laughs> and then I like contacted a place because it said that it was like 1700 So I contacted them and then they were like, no, that's a room. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to need to move further out." I just had no, no,
1: I was so ignorant. Yeah, totally they understand? It. And, and like that basic, that basic thing of like,
0: yeah.
1: where do you actually want to to set a life up up, yeah Yeah. and then as you say all those people who you've like been living with or or with at school every day like they're all spread out over london and that thing of like all traveling on the tube to pimlico it Mm. really was and pimlico's weird because
0: it's like got no vibes at all no
1: pimlico's ghost town yeah pimlico's like empty empty houses right? yeah empty em-
0: second homes and stuff people like that.
1: second homes yeah yeah very strange yeah. strange time and and to anybody you know as you say moving to to london mm. who haven't who hasn't been there i'm pretty sure now it's probably you know not gotten any easier no, you know hasn't yeah. gotten any easier
0: i always think it's just about like finding community isn't it and i hmm. think for me like open mic nights like spoken word stuff Completely. like go in somewhere where you can kind of get to see the same faces totally. or like volunteering if you have the time to do that or find
1: your tribe I would your say, yeah. it's about finding your tribe. like getting
0: a job in like a cafe which is what i did when i moved here like yeah. to just try and get to know people people to make you feel grounded because otherwise you just feel lost i think exactly
1: and also just asking them right yeah asking people recommendations it's like it's like when i go to a, a city that yeah. i haven't been to I want to yeah. ask the people who live in the city who, who've who been there and learned from their wisdom of where to go, not not to, you know, dare I say, in those first four or five years, Stumble I think around. I was at a Starbucks <laughs> in in Green Park, like, every day oh, reading wow. work, like, yeah. just really unhealthy, <laughs> unhealthy habits of, of yeah. London. Like, literally, if you... There was a Starbucks right at the end of Green Park, right? Uh-huh. I always had this thing like read I was reading every day, probably yeah. too much, yeah. George Peck, you know Toxic product. Toxic productivity. product yeah, yeah completely. Yeah. But I, if anybody needed to find me, they would know exactly <laughs> where I'd be. I'd be in the green, but it's shut down now, it's closed down. Oh, I think wow. it's like a carpet shop in Green Park, like I a reckon. really posh rug rug shop. <laughs> um was like I was in there like nearly oh every good. day. Like my heat map. Is there be. a
0: blue blue plaque there? Blue,
1: Oh god. Boy, yeah. <laughs> Don't come back. Yeah. We've told you once already. We told you once already. You can't have one coffee for for 12 hours.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Three things that make you feel like shit.
1: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what so injustice? Yes. As a hot like injustice. Uh-huh. Um um big uh, and small yeah, yeah, big and small, big and small injustice. But the word injustice just makes me yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a rather random one, on. which I'll dig into. Crisps at buff, crisps at buffets. Crisps at buffets. Open crisps make me Go going stale. Well, just just. Or the hand. The hand digger.
0: Oh my god. Honestly,
1: it's like my big one of my biggest. Was that
0: pre-COVID as well? Just like that was pre-COVID. By yeah. like being a. Not on a bar.
1: Nuts on a bar. <laughs> Like, you know when somebody opens... When somebody's being really nice, right? Oh, they do. And they open the crisp packet on the table. You're livid. I, I think I'd, I I once had to eat crisps for a part that right. had been opened on the table. Shit. And I really struggled. I don't... know. It's my, my brother, my middle brother, was ah. obsessed with crisps growing up. Okay. And that... He used to put them in my face and stuff. I think I was like... Triggered. 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 <laughs> but that was a sort of more of a... Um, that was more of a... Um, a sort of frivolous one, but yeah. ultimately, you know, still makes me feel <laughs> actually, like if I go to a party yeah. and there's a buffet,
0: yeah.
1: I just... Uh, it, yeah, and, and, and if somebody's like, we make food, and, and they see that I haven't eaten the food, they like, Andy, go. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, please. I'm just like, oh,
1: but We'll be upset if
0: you don't. Buffet yeah. food
1: gets me. Mm. If it's my own buffet, fine. You or know
0: if, where those crisps have been. <laughs> I know where
1: they've been. They, I know they're not multi-pack. I was at a wedding wow. the other day and um, last week, a mm-hmm. um, friend's wedding, and bless them, they did, like, like, at the end of the night, yeah. like, when people get really hungry, yeah, yeah. they did, like, crisp sandwiches. <gasps> but they were, like, spread out, and they were all, like, spread That's out. That's cute. That's very nice, right? Yeah. But you can imagine me and somebody, just a random who we'd met there, yeah. kept, like, saying, you haven't had your crisps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You haven't had your crisp sandwich. No. I was like What's wrong, Conn? You've not had your crisp sandwich.
1: <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was a that no, was a, even
0: if it's like a bougie crisp, like yeah, uh yeah, I mean, sensations. Yeah. Wow. I mean not for me.
1: Not for me, no. Yeah. A crisp advert would be out, definitely. It's wow. Walkers, that have, you're Walk walkers, yeah. Gary Lineker, don't worry. <laughs> mate. Don't worry, Gary. I'm not after your job. Um that so that's that's always made me feel a bit shit. The yeah. injustice one makes me feel shitter than yeah, that. For sure. But that, that was a frivolous one. And then the other one was um was like and this might sound bad, right? But mm-hmm. like I like, I hate the drumming of like mediocrity, right? I, I I hate like
0: mediocre drumming.
1: Yeah, like no, we're saying like <laughs> mediocre drumming. Keep up your tempo, guys! <laughs> Come on, I'm on about my drummer yeah. from the band. It's Graham Bennett. I'm sorry, no, I'm joking. Just... No, like, like I think I think sometimes as a as a, as a nation mm-hmm. or as a as a maybe sometimes an industry, people are quite um, more comfortable mm. in to promote something that is sort of safe 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 promotion
0: yeah
1: rather than separate as opposed to like those risk takers <laughs> yeah. right or people starting out fresh and who yeah. have something to say and i chance. guess i guess that's such a broad yeah. subject and it, it, it's not me it's not me sort of but i i yeah i just i've just noticed quite a lot of that right the the safe option and the the sort of thing that just just doesn't really try out something new, yeah. like where people say, "Well, we're looking for that mm-hmm. show that um, was really successful in America," whereas actually, some really original person yeah, has yeah. come up with something so new. Yeah, maybe it might need it might need guiding towards a, a form that, but um, actually, like
0: just recreating something that's already yeah, succeeded,
1: succeeded, yeah. and that recreation and that sort of promotion of of. Of something that's straight down the line, and what I would call mediocre mm. because almost it's an imitation right yeah. and it, all imitation can predominantly be just just fall in the middle yeah um, but yeah, that was my that was my third point, which is a which is a I'm glad you've helped me articulate it there because I actually just put um the promotion of mediocrity. <laughs> which actually like could, could offend a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, but it is that safe, mm-hmm. safe. Because mm-hmm. I, I just think we've touched on it so many times. Like, we're so lucky to be able to, like, have so many people out there right now taking risks and, like, yeah. re, like to a lot of people, you know, to say that they want to be an actor or a musician yeah. or a poet or whatever or a writer... There should always be an element of risk.
0: I think as well, like, it's maybe it's a social media thing, but it feels like people are scared to, like, um, put their heads over the Mm parapets. And, like, in all kinds of things, like, whether that's political or whether that's, like, um, with work and art and stuff like that, like, I think people are risk-averse because so quickly you can be torn down. You can. In, like, social media or, like, on those platforms because everyone has a... Everyone has an opinion now, completely, and it's hard to stay true to your integrity. I think because
1: completely.
0: people want to stay. It's like herd mentality, right? Like if you stay in it, then you're safe. Yeah, that's but if totally. You, if you divert from that, completely. then it's
1: like yeah, sheep, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the sheep, the sheep sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, and I and I and I agree with you. I think, and I think within okay. that, as a as a as a humanity, I think. Mm we've got to be, we've got to be maybe more open to allow people to make mistakes and apologize for yes, them. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't, I, I think people can make mistakes, yeah. but the, 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 the most beautiful thing is as, as humans that we have learned probably from religion in that sp- aspect was when, when as a humanity, we learn the understanding of what forgiveness is like. Forgiveness yeah. is probably the biggest thing that Religion is given anybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever religion it yeah. is, that's, like, ingrained. And yeah. That was, like, why Christianity back in the day was, was like, um, you know, apple, basically. It's like, an invention that forgiveness exists. Yeah. Because with forgiveness comes <clears throat> the fact that people can make mistakes. And then, and when you take yeah. a risk, you can make a mistake. Yeah. And obviously we can't just go out and be, like, making mistakes, left, right and center, yeah, and yeah. being like, well, I'm sorry about what I said. It's that thing that we need to keep teaching people is is to you know first of all accountability for mistakes, but also just keep you know especially within art like take risks, yeah. take risks.
0: Which is kind of like why cancel culture is kind of terrifying because it like ultimately if people like take risks and make mistakes or you know like mm. obviously if they do something wrong then people need to be held accountable, but, but like ultimately I think we all want to live in a society where people can be brought back into the community yeah. and and
1: there's no bigger wisdom right exactly. you don't you don't get bigger wisdom yeah. somebody who is somebody who's been on the the outside yeah. of 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 society yeah and has has gone from the middle to the outside yeah like there's no there's no um surprise why we read folklores mm. that have been written history repeating itself years and years ago fairy tales of people who've been like banished based, banished head, banished head from, <laughs> from from Wolverhampton, so. and then brought back in yeah. and then all of a sudden they're the they're the, they're the elder of yeah. the community or the the, the wisdom comes yeah. from them like that's yeah it's it's fascinating yeah. that we think that, that that they can't come back in people right? should
0: just disappear they should just yeah. disappear that's why
1: Yeah, but that is unfortunately yeah that is technology isn't yeah. it that people should disappear yeah
0: Hey, Aunt. Hey. You do a great job in editing this podcast, might I say. If people like the podcast, what do they need to do? Like it. What else?
1: Follow it on social media. And then what? They could share it with every single person they know.
0: Thanks, Aunt. You can go back to your corner now. Bye. Um, okay, three things that make you feel like the shit.
1: I would say... Uh, I'll start frivolous. Okay. Not frivolous, because it's not frivolous. When Everton win. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. It can really... But I, but when Everton lose, sometimes it's good as well. So within that. Okay. Because you learn if I can else. have a really good day <laughs> when Everton lose. Okay. Um. Then that means it's been a really bloody good day, right? Mm. Um, but when Everton win, I, yeah, I just love it. I don't know. I, like, though it's underdog team, we fail, we're, under investigation for a load of things money wow. crap and just really <laughs> battling relegation for the past three years yeah. but when we win it's such a rarity <laughs> yeah. and it's so yeah anyway so that's the foot like total frivolous but mm-hmm. that's football chat I'll mentioned no um the other one would be and I don't know whether you get this is when you're um when you've learnt your lines for a play yeah. or, a, or a TV and then you finally get to like Play
0: and not have to think about, not have the fear of remembering the line, and not have
1: the fear of remembering yeah. them. And that moment of like really, um, sounds quite wanky, sure <laughs> but like when you really like, get to like
0: it's just in there,
1: yeah, and yeah. you get to look in someone's eyes, and yeah. there it's in there, and it's yeah. in there, and then and then that middle bit is like yeah. a tennis court where you're just firing balls at yeah, each other, yeah. and it's uh, that, yeah, because also a lot of people you know, who aren't actors, who aren't in the profession, always the big obsession for them is like, what's it like to learn? How do you remember all those lines? That question, how do you remember to learn all those lines? Mm. And I think maybe I was thinking about that beforehand, like people who listen who aren't actors, sometimes we say stuff as actors to each other that is shorthand. Yes. But actually, I think that understanding of like, what's it like to learn lines is when you get to that point of like, you can play. Yeah. Yeah and exist and think maybe as somebody else and the writing's really good i think it's honestly those moments yeah like i really like that
0: that is just like being like present as present yeah
1: present and also i think i don't know about you i kind of maybe got into acting because to think like somebody else Mm. like genuinely to to that obviously that's escapism right yeah um but also that, like
0: psychology isn't psychology it? Like understanding, understanding yeah. human
1: and, and, and real empathy yeah. and, and that like true escapism I got from maybe playing football that was mm. replaced then being on stage yeah and therefore that moment where you can be quite overwhelmed by lines and by
0: and cerebral cerebral like, exactly
1: yeah. like is it in the head or is yeah. it in the is it connected to the yeah. intention and the heart and and the feeling and, and almost like working in line with a genius writer, mm-hmm. you know, like being think like they've set the map out for yeah, you and you're yeah. you're like finally connected. And yeah. It's yeah, it's some it's like a real synergy that moment. Mm. And it can be really underwhelming if you realise, oh shit, there's big gaping holes here. <laughs> but 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 the best writing is yeah. when you're like, Oh my god, it just it just gets better and better. Yeah. So that, yeah, is the shit. And also, there's that ongoing fear for every performer, whatever you're on, is that you don't know them and and you won't know them and, you you know, we're going to fail. But, yeah, those moments where it's all in and you can just go yeah. and play is fantastic. I was
0: saying this morning that I have a recurring nightmare. Which <laughs> what is, is that? Um, so, Showcase at drama school is in your third year and it's where you are basically put in front of agents and casting directors. You obviously know this. I'm saying this for the people who are listening who don't <laughs> yeah. know this. Um but you have to do like a monologue and a duologue and it's kind of the thing that drama school has been leading up to in order to get,
1: you know, someone to think that you're good
0: enough and to take you on. You're taking me back. Yeah, Um, but my reoccurring nightmare is that I'm on that stage at the Soho.
1: The same stage? The same stage at the Soho,
0: doing the same monologue and the duologue, but it's been, what? almost like 10 years now since <laughs> I did it she no maybe a bit less seven years so I've ha- I have to do the same monologue and the same dialogue. so it's kind of there but it's not and I'm like having to like uh, the spotlight is on me and I'm having to do it and I'm having to find my fucking way through it oh my that is like I get that like once a month I don't know what that, that must be some kind of stress dream
1: that is so not knowing you your lines to, is it's like, taking you back <laughs> to like a real yeah I did that um that nineteen eighty-four on yeah. the West End thing. So uh, there was a scene where I had to like wake up in bed. Like I've I had must a nightmare. Na- so oh <laughs> and that had that a ni- had a nightmare. I had these curtains in my old Clapham yeah. place that had like quite a lot of uh, street lamps in. Yeah. And sometimes I'd sleep with the curtains open. Um, apologies to my Clapham neighbours. And sometimes I'd I'd have it like half shot. Yeah. Never kind of fully shot. I don't mm-hmm. think they worked as much. Um Terrible wardrobe as well <laughs> <laughs> um, But I uh, would wake up Whilst I, that ended up getting extended That <gasps> show So it became like similar to you I yeah. had this recurring nightmare where I'd wake up In that bed But I kid you not yeah. There were nights when my housemate came up And he, he like sort of like broke me out of this dream. I couldn't distinguish being on stage oh, Or being in bed My God! So I replaced <laughs> these lights And then <laughs> it stopped but Bennett started going. <laughs> Bennett <laughs> started going to like on stage, and sometimes thinks I was in bed. No. Like
0: where proper, does the acting end and the human begin? That's.
1: I mean, I needed. I had a big ass holiday after that. Job. <laughs> that was that. Wow. But that moment sticks with me because sometimes I think, yeah, and you're like, I should know the lines. Yeah. Why don't I know the lines? Yeah. What bit are we up to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the
0: hell. Hell.
1: Who am I? Who am I? I? Where am I? Oh, my God. Um, it again. I had moments where, like, I probably dreamed for a while, since I was 15, 16, Mm -hmm. of, like, being in a room, not only with a guitarist, because I don't play too well, a pianist, a drummer, a bass player. Mm -hmm. Being in there and, like, being in there with, like, the idea of, and the reality now with my band, of being in there with people who are all making music. Is, That's so
0: amazing.
1: Like, I've actually dreamt of that, to be back in that environment mm. where you're, like, saying to a bassist, like, you know, here's a subject about this, how does that make you play? And and then saying that to the drummer and then, you know, five guys or girls bringing stuff together. and Yeah, yeah that is the shit for me.
0: I yeah. guess in that, like, because i mean i don't want to put words into your mouth but because like you're writing the music and stuff like that but you don't necessarily have the skills to play the instruments like being with people who understand you and like know the language and like the the concept that you're trying to get across must be fucking amazing to be able to pass it over to them and
1: just be understood understood yeah yeah and even sometimes when they don't understand like in that specific rehearsal, Mm. but then maybe they go away and that sticks with that. Like, that just whole, like, real collaboration.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, I'm always just fascinated with, again, the cerebral and, like, the heart, like, connecting, but, like, especially for musicians, when they play, I always, like, watch the proms and see, like, a violinist or, or somebody play the cello or piano, whatever instrument it is, and how much of that, like, what sets them apart from just playing like yeah. and it is like emotion. The emotion. Yeah. And like being able to like like channel that into an instrument. Yeah. I'm really fascinated by that because yeah. I feel like like somebody can be technically amazing, yeah. similar with acting. Like yeah. You can have the best voice. Well, singing, You, can, yeah, singing, yeah, you yeah. can have the best voice. You can have the best posture. <laughs> you know, you can do a really good silverback gorilla <laughs> in animal studies. But really, what makes that subjectively mm. jump out to an audience? And it often is their connection to them. So it's like playing with a band and trying to, like, in some way work with that yeah. And not from a necess- I'm not a trained musician myself. Mm. That's like, feels, it feels always great. Every time I come home, like from gigging up north or, yeah. or practicing up north or wherever we are, mm-hmm. with the band, I always feel like, you know, like invigorated yeah. artistically as a yeah. whole. So, yeah, so that's definitely been the shit of late.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay, something that makes you lose your shit in a positive and a negative way.
1: Ooh. Being told no. Because if you're told no, right? Yeah. It's sad.
0: Yeah.
1: It's really sad. Yeah. Being rejected
0: uh-huh. is
1: sad. But also in positively it makes me want to prove the oh, Okay. So it's a double. So it's a, it's, it's, it's everything really. Yeah. Being told no I think my life is probably been shaped by the no's way more than the yeses. So Wow. Like, so being told no for me is both good and bad. Okay. Because, also, no can often carve your path, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas sometimes people say yes but don't actually do it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And
1: sometimes people say yes and and you all those pi, you know. I always find it unfortunate when you meet somebody maybe who's been told yes way too many times, mm-hmm. and all they need to do is be told no and <laughs> book their own easy jet flight, right? That's yeah. the, you know those people yeah. who are having things done for them mm-hmm. and everything's great. Yeah. When sometimes it's not,
0: yeah.
1: I worry for. Yeah. Whereas actually, like when you get told no, yeah. same way you know, just mentioned Everton. Yeah, <laughs> this will be the last time when they. on football podcast. Football podcast. Have you got your ball together? Um, <laughs> uh, but those 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 moments of rejection, yeah. right, and losing and failure. But, but no, specifically no. Sorry, we can't do that. Yeah. Or no, you didn't get the job. Yeah. Or no. I don't love you. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah, that's actually, it's like, to... yeah, you, like you. There's a positive in that. Definitely. There is. There there's is. Growth. There's growth. Yeah. There's growth. There's 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 like okay, well, that's not the avenue for me. Mm. Um, and and also like, yeah, I mean, I I can I can picture some of the, like you know those jobs you're in for and you, yeah. you're in the room and you think, I it was a no. But I was so close, or, yeah. or but that, that it just you learn like the thin line between again success and failure, yeah. or 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 yes and no. And I think it's just, yeah, it's just the I really, it can love, be a
0: really energizing force, really energizing.
1: Yeah. Don't get me wrong, get told no on a bad day, Sucks. It's, crippling. <laughs> it's crippling, it's crippling. It's because there's been days you get told no on a bad day, and or you get several no's, yeah. from all forms of your oh my life God,
0: yeah it can knock you for knock sure. you completely yeah. of
1: course um but those yeah those no's on a day where you're like it sucks but yeah. also I can use whatever yeah. that is yeah whatever that energy is
0: but also it's that like cliche as well as like as actors or as creatives like the one power that you actually have is to say no to
1: say no yeah exactly so, so there we go so no you're is for you, you' as well you're, you you <laughs> yeah that's so true The no, biggest you'll power. Know. yeah you know yeah. you'll know yeah. yeah No, as a human right yeah. as a human in every form like yeah. I like, know like, you'll know yeah, yeah. and that's and your the two no- is, that's is your it? two no's as well <laughs> so we could use the k no and the n no yeah
0: receive and give
1: receive and give the <laughs> no's yeah no more
0: I know my answer it's a no there we go that you found some shit out about yourself?
1: The first thing that probably comes to mind was when the world stopped okay. COVID. Yeah. When well, the world stopped. Did 2020. Stop? 2020, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that was the biggest time where, and I feel like a lot of people still haven't dealt with or it's in their subconscious or are still going through it and coming to terms with that moment when humanity for what was the, the, the very first time when people were just like, were stopping,
0: yeah
1: and we were all tuning into the news. and just that moment, I am, uh, as you, you know I've alluded to, with a creature of habit and yeah. learning with just keeping going and
0: productive. Uh, yeah, productive and yeah. being a
1: grafter and
0: yeah
1: and I, and I like to you know I like to do things and I like to um,
0: move forward. keep busy and yeah.
1: move forward, just for that moment, I just stopped completely. And stopped thinking about potentially like achieving and especially within acting and stuff um, and and the arts like achieving and and feeling guilty, like my yeah. Catholic guilt coming out when i don't Oof. you know when i don't when I don't do something with yes. my day or i'm in or I'm in bed, and then also just reflecting right yeah. and reflecting on maybe what I've done,
0: yeah,
1: which I'm bad at because mm. I feel like it's indulgent when you reflect sometimes, mm. I don't know, I just have that in built I don't think it is. I actually encourage people to mm. reflect but myself when I do it I find it quite indulgent yeah. so that moving ahead but actually yeah that was a moment in my life where I was just like right let's
0: face myself. let's just, let's
1: just and I was so present it was so present
0: yeah
1: wonderfully present mm. with family and everybody was there and was also, something
0: obviously it was horrendous but there was something beautiful in, in some of the um, intimacies with people even yeah. though it was like through Zoom or completely yeah
1: and there was yeah. an excitement, there yeah. was an initial excitement
0: yeah,
1: because we were all level. That's
0: at, it, it was a levelizer, wasn't a it? A
1: levelizer, And the saddest thing about that is now, I think, it's because then that then moved on to different stages of yeah. COVID and then what happened politically and what happened with people taking advantage of those yeah. situations, whether it was, you know, production companies yeah. or people making PPE or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that maybe took away some of that real magic at that initial levelizer yeah. and maybe leaves a lot of people rightly so with a bad taste in their mouth mm. because you know that whole thing of like two years of my life was wasted and people saying well I'm 30 odd now and maybe yeah. I should get those two years back but actually that initial thing for me was something quite magic where I just stopped and then obviously you know I probably still am dealing with the fallout of then that two years after where you feel like you should be doing more or whatever yeah and I think we'll probably still be dealing with it for generations because yeah. it really did feel like, you know, like when a machine just shuts down. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Felt like there was but somebody like you just pressed felt up. it. With the, like the world, like, yeah. I mean, the weather was like weirdly beautiful. Yeah. And like, no planes in the sky and like nature. You could yeah. hear nature again. You could kind of hear your own thoughts again. Mm. Like, I think there was like a stillness that people had been craving. And I yeah. think it made people realize how we've just been like yeah. churning on in this, like, Capitalistic society of like Productivity and all that stuff And then actually being made to stop And like read And like I don't know Connect with people Connect with like coming coming together
1: Proper coming together Probably in a Obviously over Zoom was strange But but that real determination to connect Yeah As with people
0: And like art being so important Because it was a thing that was like Taking us out of the mundane Yeah
1: there's a sad part of it out now because I feel like, because then it did go on and people yeah. became frustrated, I feel like the essence of that has been forgotten yeah. and maybe because we wanted to get that machine going and my pressing the and button again. I feel like again? we're
0: overcompensating. We are. It feels like it's yeah. gone. I think there was, there was a sense of hope anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like I need to caveat by saying, like, obviously it was horrendous, horrendous. for so many people. Yes. And like people stuck in flats who had no access to like outside and stuff like that. But I felt it anyway that like, actually something can change, like, yeah. this life that we're all living, which is, like, terrible for the environment and, mm, like... Completely. ..terrifying for young people. Yeah. But it actually feels like now is the moment that we can reassess and know that something else can happen, and mm. yet I feel like it's gone back into yeah. it. But, I like, feel, even it, worse.
1: Yeah, unfortunately... Like, I, exactly, I, t- I totally... And I feel like, unfortunately, what we crave for in the world is is for leaders, right? Yeah, yeah by example, and there were so many who did, you know, but unfortunately the ones that we see day to day within the media have maybe created something that, yeah, as you say, it's just, yeah, that that moment of real, like, clarity of thought that the world probably had.
0: Like space. Yeah, space,
1: yeah, yeah, space. Like, yeah, I always imagine, like, those really, like, big, big, red buttons on a machine that is constantly just on, like a generator that's just making this, like, sound. Like if you were to just turn one of them off, and it just stopped, Uh but then it's been put back on, but louder. It's back on louder. So, yeah, as you say, that initial moment was full of so much tragedy and so many people who had horrible journeys and time during COVID. Mm. But in a sense, we were always a human sort of species thinking of the same thing and sort of caring about the same thing, talking properly about it. Um, Do
0: you feel like you were able to kind of sit with yourself then? You say it's like the time that you found some shout out about yourself so it's like...
1: So about me, yeah yeah. I think think again because you look back and you look forward and you look now spent a lot of time in the now and spending a lot of time in the now made me probably think about what I want to do what I want to do differently and how I want to do it so that was a really good point for me.
0: Yeah, um, like a checkpoint.
1: A checkpoint, yeah. You know, discovered a lot of things and um, enjoyed my wardrobe and, <laughs> you know, and all of that stuff. And, you know, decided even more so about writing. And, yeah. And, again, sounds wanky, but maybe potentially just leaving something of my own voice. and Yeah. um And I guess that, I mean, that's probably what a lot of people sought in that moment was like, I need to do something big with my life now because the world could end, you know? But yeah. I don't think it was it, it had as much gravity as that. It was more like, Okay, Andy, where am I? Yeah. You'll stop, the hamster wheel stop. Yeah,
0: reassess things.
1: Yeah. yeah. go and have a go and have a drink from the water dispenser in my hamster wheel cage and see see how that feels. <laughs> it's not all about the exercise. <laughs>
0: I love that
1: yeah. um, OK, shittest piece of advice you've received Ooh, shittest piece of advice I have received uh, What was one for me? Uh, I mean, it wasn't advice It was more it was more a voice tutor saying I'd never play Romeo with my accent I couldn't get away from that But there's definitely some shitter advice I mean, the one, one thing I always used to get told is Don't blow your own trumpet, let other people blow it for you <laughs> which was given to me by my dad, who is a very good trumpet player okay. Like in life. blows his own trumpet.
0: Not um, literal.
1: Not literal. He doesn't no. actually play the trumpet. No, he doesn't. Okay. But, he, said, don't, but that, that always, he used to say that to me all the time. Okay. So don't so play like, your own trumpet, let other people blow it for you. Yeah. Um, And I do stand by that. Yeah. Like I feel like word of mouth is huge mm. in a sense of like, like if your name's coming up in a room in a positive way yeah. and that word of mouth is, is rather wonderful.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I feel like in a sense like that them for made me feel like sometimes enjoying my successes is, mm-hmm. is a bit indulgent. Yes. So that in a sense, sometimes I'm a bit like, well, you know what? Like I can enjoy the moment of getting that job on that day or yeah. even for a week or I can enjoy that meal and it doesn't have to then stop the holiday doesn't have to stop when I get home. Like, these, like, set things, like, being able to properly, like, experience as a human, sometimes I think that comment maybe stuck with me for longer.
0: Yeah, Um, I think that was, like, perpetuated at our drama school as well, that, like, I think they really didn't want, Actors to leave with an ego, which you understand. Yeah. But there was also an element of like people coming out with not that much confidence. Completely. And actually, like we were saying before, like half of it is the audacity to be able to walk into a room and like bullshit your way into looking that like you know what you're doing and that they want to trust you with it. Completely. I think if you come out sometimes too humble.
1: Too humble. Yeah. Then
0: people are kind of like, yeah, you're good, but like, do I trust you with this opportunity? Completely.
1: And nine out of ten people are kind of up for following like a leader mm. and one in ten people will come into a room and become that leader yeah. i'm not saying that you should go into every room trying to lead yeah but ultimately, i'm actually
0: going to direct this yeah, kind of exactly. Do
1: you know i came in to play uh, spear holder number four but actually i think i might write the music direct <laughs> and uh and not hold a spear um but but i i i feel yeah you're right it's like you know, I always used to say I'm I'm not very good at self-promotion, I'm better at self-demotion. Yes. Like, I'm better at demoting my things because then I feel like, oh, I won't talk about that because then if they discover it, like, yeah. I've come across as... It's, it's actually arrogant. a bit... Yeah, exactly. Like, such a fear of arrogance. Arrogance. Terrified of arrogance. There's a
0: difference between arrogance and confidence. Right? There is, yeah. yeah.
1: And even, yeah. Um, even, I think, the word ego is a bit misconstrued. Yeah. Like, a wordsmith friend of mine, can't have forgotten his name, terrible... Um, was talking to me about ego and how, like, in generations gone by, and even in different countries, like, ego is actually the word is kind of misconstrued in our language and the mm. way we the, the connotations it has. Because actually, I think to have a bit of an ego gives you like an inner confidence yeah. to to believe in and 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 I think it's ego is often more like conviction of thought sometimes mm. than mm. actually like a big head. Yeah. I think it's is like having conviction in yeah. your thoughts and then yeah. your and in your words yeah. and and how that goes goes into it. so ego used in the right way can create opportunity for yeah. for others for yourself.
0: Mm.
1: So yeah so I I'd, I'd probably I I'd probably go back to that the the trumpet blowing mm-hmm. and just say you know I think it was a great advice yeah. but I think probably it stuck with me so much yeah. that it maybe started
0: guess it's like anything like it's okay to give it a toot from time to time
1: but no one wants to hear Maybe. your no. version of wonderwall on it no unless you <laughs> read the room unless you're coltrane coltrane john coltrane on the trumpet that's fine um but yeah you're so right don't don't play wonderwall on a day-to-day basis yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. gauge gauge it people want
1: to hear your yeah trumpet playing. and also like isn't there a joy in blowing the trumpet if it involves ten other people or, a, or your peers yeah. in a sense, like blowing everyone's trumpet,
0: Yeah, right? in so, harmony
1: with the leaders. In harmony. <laughs> Get your sacks out, come on. <laughs> Get your sacks out. Yep,
0: yeah, love that. Okay, shit you wish you'd known
1: sooner. Shit I wish I'd known sooner. Um, I wish I'd known you were this close to the yeah. neighbour sooner. God, that would have yeah. been nice. Um I always said, again, I'll give you a frivolous one, but then I'll give you a real one and um, mm. uh, a real one, <laughs> a frivolous one." I mean, I wish I'd known that Hackney was going to be so expensive to live oh. in. I got my parents to have bought a Hackney Hackney yeah. house in the eighties. Yeah, I wish on a real note. I wish I'd been like told to. Uh, I think like my my grandparents in this specifically, and and my nan's siblings. Um, I wish, like, I'd been told to embrace, like, everything that comes with family and where I'm from and stories and mm. living in Warrington, which I didn't necessarily always enjoy. Like, I wish I'd been told, I guess, to really live in that moment it's of both right good, now. bad, and valuable. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember you know. I was, one of my exes, I was very um, enamoured by... I guess, and very aware at drama school of class. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And there was definitely a moment, which probably one of the least proud moments of my life, where, like, I guess I was probably trying so hard to scarf wear and impress this person and speak differently. Yeah. That it really... um, I came to loggerheads with, like, where I'm from and family within that. And, you know, it was a specific moment, which, you know... I, I regret doing with a family photo and sort of hiding things and trying to recreate yeah. things. And I was just like, I, I would just say to my younger self, like, those stories and that is everything. And that's that,
0: pride. That's pride, my, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. But I think, you know, we are still, like, one of the biggest things I, I speak out of, no matter what comes down with identity and yeah. race and, and sexuality and, and gender, yeah. class is within it all. Within it or oh, class for me yeah. is, is just at the root of, I think, this country class is the problem. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that really hit me when I, you know, when we talked about leaving drama school and stuff. Yeah. And I think that thing of, like, I'd say to myself, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly is what makes me Definitely. and to enjoy it and be proud of it oh my God. and 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 toot the trumpet about it. Yeah. Because actually, there's something really refreshing of going amongst a group of people all from different classes and mm. and just being one hundred percent authentically, authentically yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and it's so hard to do, you know, because yeah. especially in this day and age, it's probably even harder than. The sort of cusp of the internet, but I'd yeah I'd say to I'd say to that person like you know stand with it in conviction because those stories are just people actually want to hear from all parts of different worlds and different classes. That's what people the right people want to hear that. But and, I and I believe should.
0: it's what makes you a better creative or like actor is is because you've experienced it more like yeah. or even like a politician like a, if you're not like living a real existence with people yeah who have varied life experience and then can, yeah. how can how can you, you represent so how can you weird?
1: represent that how yeah. can
0: you pretend yeah. to yeah. like
1: to speak on behalf of yeah, that
0: yeah because yeah. I, I i had it with oldham like um like oldham is super working class town but um i would dream of getting out so much so that i never enjoyed it
1: that's so and, yeah
0: and actually mm. like it gave me so much like i i I um, celebrate because I went to Oldham Theatre Workshop, which is Youth Theatre, yeah. which is where loads of fucking amazing people have come from. And there's people always say that it was like something in the water in Oldham, but I think it was drive and I think it was people wanting more than what they felt like the town could offer them or stuff like that. However, ironically, it was what the council in that town were funding, which was Oldham Theatre Workshop, and what the people in that community were 100%. creating. in... In equipping children with tools to and a voice to create something yeah. amazing within themselves that has enabled these people to go on and be really successful. Completely. And it took me, it took Covid actually, and me <laughs> going home for, like, what I thought was two weeks, which ended up being three months with my mum and dad. Wow. Love you guys. (laughs) Who
1: I, Um, who I I adore as well. Yeah, but
0: being, like, plopped back into home, which I definitely didn't want to be there, but actually, like, stopping and being like, wow, like... And I explored my area for the first time in a way that I never had because... With different eyes. With different eyes, and I was like, God, it's actually, there's so much beauty here and there's so much kindness and there's so much integrity... Yeah. ..with the people and... Um, what they stand for, and like the community, and all of that sort of stuff. That so yeah. So I'm so proud to come from there now. Yeah. Um, but when you're young, I, I just think you want to get out and you want more.
1: Completely, and I th- and I and I think is a narrative that's yeah. created, isn't it? That probably, I mean, we chatted about that with, um, you know, I I wrote there is more to life than south of Milton Keynes because oh. ultimately there <laughs> yeah. is there is yes. there is there is but also but unfortunately we've fed a narrative yeah. and, and the media's narrative is London-centric oh and gosh. Southern-centric, yeah. a lot of it. I think you forget in those moments, mm-hmm. you know. I always used to say, if it wasn't for Warrington, I'd have no imagination, right? Yeah. But ultimately, you go. I go back there now and obviously I go back to Liverpool all the time yeah. and within these towns and cities there as you say are stories and communities and and just real
0: yeah
1: character yeah that first of all isn't being explored and i don't think things continue are being given the love and attention mm-hmm. you only have to talk about oldham oldham theatre that yeah you know these such like staples to communities yeah. they're not given the love and attention that they should have
0: yeah
1: um but within it you you get a You get, like, an energy from a person that comes from there that, as you say, Mm -hmm. has a drive that eventually, hopefully, will go full circle and wants to tell stories about where they're from. Yeah,
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Amazing.
0: Love that. Um, Okay, we're now at the point of a shit shot. So that is a photo that, to the outside eye, it looked like you had your shit together, but at the actual time, definitely didn't.
1: (laughs) Seeing as we're both outlander, right? Yes. And this is actually the... The moment we probably should have chatted and said mm. hello, but we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. at the premiere at that premiere. Oh my god! So yeah. I'd told we're like
0: ships in the night. There. We were
1: like ships in the night. Yeah. I was told. So usually I get a big heads up about you know it's quite a, an ordeal going on and yeah. and also an I com- you know an ordeal a big thing going on <laughs> yeah. at, 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 um, on the south yeah, bank. Blah, blah, blah. And I'd usually get prepped for that. And yeah. you know, hopefully my agent's not listening to this. <laughs> but, uh, but there was none of that. Oh my God. And I told my mate Wadge to come yeah. with me, which just really low key, right? Just come down, I think. Have a few bevs. Have a few bevs, but, you know, no crisps on the table, <laughs> probably a few canopies. And I just, like, I'd been really busy with work anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd finished some promotion for something else. Went home, stuck on like a denim jacket and a roll neck, and I thought, ah, but I look good, don't I? But I you look great, you made mate. Smart like, really like casting. It. It. It's like your eyes still look fantastic yeah. in your photo shoot, so that's, you'll be solid. Nice car pictures of the top. And then literally just thrust onto that carpet. Which was, which was massive. mad, mad. And yeah. like we've done Outlander events yeah. and we know there's always going to be a, an Outlander family there, yeah. and but it would seem to be just, I think
0: and, it it was because they were launching um, Stars Play. Yeah. So it was like it the went. flagship. Say so
1: I didn't get that memo. Well,
0: I, I found out afterwards. <laughs> so we were in a similar way. Yeah.
1: So yeah, the photo I'll share with you is is of me on the red carpet, and I I can see <laughs> just Fuck just what like, I said. like because my my mate Wadge is literally standing with an umbrella. <laughs> Like in, um. in a polo neck with Arsenal <laughs> written on, or something like that, and he's literally looking at me, you know. And the fans are always lovely, and yeah, I'd i yeah. come back just for a small little bit and that. Yeah. I was just like, I just wanted to see some familiar oh faces God. and say hello to everybody. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm talking Gross. to Edith Bowman, yeah. about yeah, and it is. It, but again, you know, I think we're lucky that I guess we've had maybe practiced within yeah. within the conventions and. Talking about Outlander a lot, but again, I managed in some way to potentially. We're going to go back to the bullshit, bullshit yeah, yeah, myself, yeah. bullshit myself the way through it, and feel like I maybe belong there in some way. Yeah. But um. And Loki
0: is cool, to be fair. Loki. Don't give a shit. Like, yeah. Sorry, just wrong to my next
1: premiere. I think worry. I think one of the photographers is like, he's wearing a denim jacket. <laughs> I was like, Oh, thanks for telling everybody <laughs> As if they couldn't like, see Couldn't get yourself a suit jacket for tonight, Andrew. I was like, Yeah. Anyway, so that was that was um that was a big Wow. A big moment yeah. where I mean not big moment, but it was a moment where I just look back and go, I mean there's some earlier shots as well of headshots where yeah, obviously you see the fear in the eye. <laughs> but but that is a recent one where I was just like, Wow, that is that wow. was yeah, that was and, just, and also, with me chatting to you, I was like, well, actually, it's the first time where I was like, right, I think we need to actually say hello to each other now. So I think that's when we said hello to each yeah. other shortly after that. And
0: then bumped into each other, like, three times.
1: Bloody hell, yeah. We On must me. get that
0: coffee. <laughs> well, we're finally kept, doing it. You
1: kept saying that. It just happens to be in your house and recorded. <laughs> is we our must. This is our first cup of tea, guys, ever, together.
0: <laughs> well, Andrew Gower. Yes. Have you got your shit together? Yes, Yes.
1: Yes. Uh. Uh-huh. Mhm. I've got my I've got my shit together by 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 understanding that it's not always going to be together. Mhm.
0: And being at peace with that.
1: And being at peace with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's I think you know that that's uh that's my parting parting gift is that and sometimes when you think you've got your shit together mm-hmm. you haven't.
0: Okay. well, I'm going to give you an extra, extra question. Go on, then. Have you got your bullshit together?
1: (laughs) That, I need a briefcase (laughs) and a pack of tissues, and then I'll be there.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: But, yeah, I've got plenty of ties and suits.
0: Yeah, in that wardrobe.
1: In that wardrobe. (laughs) I've got a wardrobe with plenty of ties and suits and a denim jacket covered in sweat from the Outlander Premier. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming on
1: the podcast. Thank you, mate. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. This podcast is produced by Ant Hickman. The artwork is produced by Tim Saunders and the photography is by Patch Bell. A massive thank you to Cassia for letting us use their song Slow. See you on the next episode of Have You Got Your Shit Together. Now and then I'm just a little bit low I always try to lose my mind in a conversation with you